And now, here's this episode of the Elevating IT Podcast, sponsored by Audit. Welcome to, to, to the live today. I'm here with uh, with my good friend, John Fazio Jr. And hey. uh, it's nice to see you, dude. Yeah, thanks for having me on the show. I'm a longtime admirer. So uh, it's an honor to be here. <laughs> I've known, all right, I'm going to give you a in proper introduction because I've known John for many, many years. Me and John um, probably live maybe 10 miles away from each other. We know each yep. other locally, um, but John is in the channel, which is cool. So uh, me and John went to the exact same college. I went a few years after John. Um, and he's had some cool, you've had like really, really cool career, cool life. I mean, you've done some fun stuff, starting yeah. with like hosting a radio, like a road trip type of <laughs> show called Doing America, which I, yeah. when I first heard about it, I'd heard, I knew about it. Like I actually knew about it and I was like, oh, wow, John was in that. That was very cool. And then you worked for, you worked for radio for a lot of years uh, yep. doing sales in, in, in the radio, but you also did some voice stuff. You have a, you have an amazing radio voice. So I know you, you've, you've done a lot of on-air stuff as well. Yep. Uh, and then you worked for this, started working for this company in the channel channel mm -hmm. called, uh, let me make sure I pronounce this right. Datto. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a little company. I mean, you may have heard of it. You may have heard of them. And now you are, uh, well, before now, you were a trainer at Sandler Training, which is, yep. is you were a great salesperson since I've known you. I mean, you're, you're just, you're, you've been in sales forever. Mm -hmm. You're great at it. And then you became a trainer at Sandler Training. Yeah. So we're going to, we're going to get you to do a Sandler Training for us today, but cool. for free. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not, I mean, I'm not a Sandler Trainer right now, so it's all good. You're a voiceover artist. You're a great musician. John's got a amazing. You got. I want you to promote your your, your <laughs> music as well because I think yeah. it's amazing. And yeah. you are director of sales at Zorus Incorporated, which is now officially. Um, you, you have a new CEO of the company. We do yeah, we have a lot of exciting things going on at Zorus. Um, if you haven't heard, uh, Ian McCord has come over as CEO. Um, you know, having that Datto connection, I worked with uh, Ian. I mean, I was very early on with Datto. So getting to know, um, you know, Ian, Austin, all those guys and, you know, kind of maintaining those relationships, too, because we know, you know, when you're in the channel, you know, it's a it's a family. So you don't kind of burn those bridges. And I've seen it numerous times where you're running into the same people. You're, you know, keeping those same connections, even coming over to Zorus. It was just sort of a chance meeting of um, I was having lunch with, you know, an old co-worker and kind of told me about the story, the idea of what they wanted to do with the company. And, you know, that's where I kind of came over. So, yeah, I mean, the channel has certainly become that kind of that family throughout the years. Yeah. And talk about like, so, so I gave, I listed off all the stuff you did. So. <laughs> yeah. And there's even stuff in the middle, like in between there, I've always, I've always had more than one job, like even from, you know, kind of originally, you know, I was thinking about this and what we're going to talk about. And I was trying to think about, you know, my, my sales, I don't know, life of when I started sales, you know, thinking about when did you actually start selling? And right. if you think about it, like, I started selling when I was 13, like walking around to neighborhoods, trying to get doing landscaping jobs and babysitting jobs and like, you know, showing that I'm responsible enough for them to leave their kids there so I can make, you know, the five, $10 an hour. Like the sales really started that early on. And then 
that mentality of you can achieve anything. It's just a matter of working hard enough to, to achieve that was sort of always in my mind. And like one of the kind of turning points uh, when I was a kid was I wanted to get the Nintendo, like originally when Nintendo came out. And just recently there was, um, I think there was an anniversary, maybe like 35 years or something like that, or 30 years since the Nintendo came out. Hmm. But I really wanted it. My father was like, listen, if you can if you can get half the money, I'll give you the other half. So like it was just something that stuck in my head. But I'm like, how am I going to find money, you know, at at 12, 13 years old? And it was everything like going out and getting cans and like everything I can kind of think of in order to achieve just that amount. And, you know, I was able to do it. I got the other half. I was able to get the Nintendo. But like that kind of experience, you know, really kind of molded me into if I want to achieve it, if I want to do it, then I can do it. It's just going to take work to do. So then like every idea that I've come up with as far as, you know, the music and all that kind of stuff, like in my mind, what would be cool to do? Um, and then I just did it. It's awesome. It's a, and you, as I, as you were talking about it, I'm remembering all the, my first times, you know, selling that, that I don't remember now, you, you know, like yeah. I think I, I'd sold, I used to buy uh, boxes of candy and sell them in school. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what it is. Yeah. It's a hustling. You're doing it. I never thought about that, you know? And, yeah. And, and, yeah. It's crazy. So you, you, you talk, let's talk about um, Sandler training. Yep. Cause you, you were already selling, before you went in and learned to process. I mean, you already knew what you were doing. So I'd love to like hear your perspective from boots on the ground, being in the sale, being in the trenches, learning sales on your own, kind of becoming a salesperson and then learning a system. Yeah. So, it, you know, my radio career started in promotions and marketing and, you know, the, the really larger idea was eventually I wanted to be on the air because, you know, when I, hit puberty, like the voice came down. If it was just like, your voice sounds great, you know, you should be on radio. And like right out of high school, actually went to the kind of school of broadcasting just to kind of see what it was like. And at the time, it, you know, it was sort of turned off about the fact that it wasn't like an actual campus, you know, it was in an office building. So I basically, you know, kind of started doing jobs, but that was kind of always in my head as to, um, you know, I don't know, having that process or whatever. So anyway, so then, um, then I transitioned into selling advertising and selling advertising is sort of unique in a sense that there's no product that you actually have. Like you're selling an idea to somebody and you're walking in there and you're trying to convince them to not only spend money, but when it comes to advertising, especially like radio advertising, it takes time to get there. So like, you know, you're looking at a, at least a, a few months of radio advertising and you're putting money down. You know, the assumption is that you're branding yourself at that point, but the sell is, an idea like it's creating really a vision in, in the prospect's mind as to what is eventually going to happen if you hang on to it. Now, going from that to selling an actual product, so I went from advertising to selling to uh, data. So, selling a product was like so much easier because, like, the product's there, like, you have a backing to it. Now, it's just a matter of educating them on the differences between what you know they currently have to what you're offering. So that in itself sort of changed the game because it's just a lot easier of a sale because they get it. Like, you know, get it's it it works or it doesn't work kind of thing. Right. So then after that, I actually went and I, I worked for a voiceover IP company, which you know sort of was the same kind of thing. Like the idea was that you were connecting with companies to work on their voiceover IP. 
that didn't actually go, you know, the, the route that I had planned on it. And then very quickly, I ended up getting a job selling um, working capital loans. And like, as far as my sales process, I think that was the ending where I'm just got frustrated enough where I'm like, listen, I know I can sell, I can sell, you know, whatever I need to sell. So I'm just going to sell money because at the end of the day, like what it is, like, I'll just, I'll sell money, I'll make money, everything's going to be great. And then I kind of like, there's, we were talking about before, I'm not going to say this isn't in all financial companies or working capitals or whatever, but there's really a cutthroat sense of sales when it comes to something like that, where you're, you know, lie, cheating and stealing and try to get that person on the phone, getting an application in, you know, denying or, you know, work, working capital loans are spending a lot of money on the money they're looking for. So th it really turned me off to sales because I'm like, this is not me. Like I, it was really about relationships, like really having conversations, educating people. That's not what this was. So then the Sandler thing popped up. Now, let me ask you before you go into the Sandler. Yeah. Did you... Did, were, when they taught you at that company, like, and, and you said not all financial services companies are like this, of course, but did they actually teach you that, like, you know, or tell you to do that? Like, you, you just whatever it takes, even if you're lying to them. It was, yeah. I mean, the 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 company that I had worked for, um, it was sort of that mentality, which was like, you know, we need to get these applications in, and and you need to do what you do to get through it. And it was, if you have to say you're the bank to get the person on the phone, you say you're the bank to get the person on the phone. And again, like at the time, especially because you don't know any difference and you're sort of uh, assuming that the owner of the company or your sales director or whatever is really uh, has an idea of what they're doing kind of thing. Or like, I don't know, understands that Trust. pattern, you know, whatever. But yeah, then when I went over to Sandler, like we were saying before, there was there was a lot of validity about the fact that I was doing it right and that it is about relationships. It's about being honest with somebody. It's about, you know, making connection with them. It's about them at the end of the day. Like it has nothing to do with you. It's about asking them questions and seeing, you know, if there is any kind of pain that you can solve for them. And that like, it was one of those things where I was like, thank God. Like I had just continued to do sales the way that I thought that it was supposed to be done. And now at least I can bounce this off of a, you know, worldwide proven process and understand that I was doing it right by being honest with people and like just really trying to talk to them the way that they were looking to be, you know, talked to and really all the stuff that Sandler is, is the basis of. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm actually finishing up a blog post that I'll probably publish tomorrow on honesty because I think that's the most important aspect of selling. Like if people don't trust you, uh, everything's done, man. And you can literally, you know, the old saying um, is we do business with those we know, like, and trust, mm -hmm. right? I do business with lots of people that I don't like at all. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm talking from a buy perspective. Yeah, I, I have yeah. had people out doing work on my house and, and, you know, professionally that I don't like at all. And sometimes I don't know them well enough, but I trust them as long as you trust them. So I wanted to talk, you know, dig into that a little bit more and get your kind of perspective on honesty. Cause that's interesting. You, I've never been in a job where anybody I've felt compelled to have to be dishonest or certainly been, been told that you have to be dishonest. Right. Like, so wanted to, unpack yeah, that. I mean, you know, I, I've been in a lot of different, I don't know, careers and sometimes, you know, 
a lot of it's kind of people are covering their butts, you know, in reality, where in a lot of situations, whether they have the, you know, the capabilities of doing the job or they're just consistently just covering themselves, you know, to make sure that they can just go to work the next day. I mean, you know, especially working with Sandler, you kind of get to, I was working with businesses and in that sense, you're working with sales teams and managers and you're kind of getting behind the rope kind of thing. You're seeing the back end to businesses and you sort of realize how like, you know, there's that front end of the business, which is pe what people see. And then there's the back end of the business, which a lot of times is, is completely different from what people see from the front. Right. And like, you know, some businesses are, are set up that way where, you know, you have to like, maybe there isn't hundred percent honesty or whatever it is. But like, I think that, for us in in our world, especially being part of the channel, and and when I originally got the job at Zorus, they had a, a salesperson there, and you know they were kind of thinking of how do I sell the product, like sell, 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 like how do I sell? And I had to say, well, wait a second, it's not like that. Like you're dealing with the channel, so you're building relationships with people. Like you're not trying to just sell them today because you're going to still have to deal with them tomorrow. Like you're still building the process with them. And when they have you know, 20 customers with you now, that's great, but it's going to be a different relationship when they have a thousand or 2,500 customers with you. Right. So you have to build that, you know, that trust, that honesty, all that kind of stuff so that when they get to the point where their full fleet is now, you know, especially in the channel with security side or whatever it is, when they're trusting your product with their clients and, you know, again, with an MSP world, like they're the face of that. So like you have to not only build trust with them, but understand that they are the ones that are working with, you know, in our world, we're channel only, so we don't work with the end user. Right. But that's the thing. Like, they have to trust you enough that they're handing over essentially their baby, which is their customer, their money to you. And in my world, like, that's a lot. And since you mentioned Zorus. Mm -hmm. We should probably talk about what the heck is Zorus. <laughs> yes. Like I probably should have, I should have just done that in the beginning, but you have such a, like I said, you have such an interesting background. I wanted to kind of work my way up. Um, so now we're at Zorus. Yeah. I do want to say that anybody watching this, please pop a comment in and let ask us know if you have any questions, ask John anything, um, ask me anything to ask John anything. Um, John's a, like I said, he's a wealth of knowledge on selling. And, and I think, you know, what we'd love, love to do is kind of just talk about your process, how you're selling for Zorus, yeah. what you're doing to build your channel. Because I think those, and we talked about this before the show, you know, I, I like to come on and, and talk about how MSPs can sell better. Um, and we do that again and again and again, and everybody does that. And I think exploring the process that someone like John is doing, who's a professional salesperson over the years and who's running an organization sales department now uh, to, to understand his playbook, your playbook, John, um, and how you're doing things, I think is instructive. You know, some nobody likes being sold to. So a little inside baseball of how you're selling to the channel, uh, because I, I think it's not necessarily this, hey, let me get on the phone with you and try and talk you into buying something. So start off to start off with. Let's talk about yours and then he's on into how you sell for, I mean, for me, it's, it's really resources because like ideally, so in a perfect world, right, you would have marketing, you'd have lead generation, basically warming up the prospects. So like in an ideal world, the salesperson would then be taking those warm, you know, calls or those incoming leads and they would be educating them on the product. At that point in time, 
you know, typically speaking with our products, somebody's going to then try it out, demo it, you know, work with some customers on that. And then you have the other side about that. So, the, you know, the rest of the relationship, the account management, you know, helping them grow and things. So I think that's the ideal situation. Now, clearly, a lot of times you don't have any of that stuff. So like when we first when I first started with Zorus, it was basically me and a computer. And it was like, all right, well, what are you going to do? So first off, you know, lead list. So where do you get the leads from? Where are the leads now? We had or they had purchased a lead list list prior to me coming in there. So there's probably a few thousand lists in the in, you know, we use HubSpot or we use HubSpot. So there's probably a thousand whatever in there. So then you're, you know, you're doing email marketing because that's an easy thing to do. It's pretty cheap to do. You're trying to build value in that in itself. I mean, understanding that email marketing, that's great. But MSPs, you know, as far as any business owner is getting thousands of emails. So how do you break through the static of an email? Because emails are easy. Again, it's it's a cheap way of doing it. But you don't differentiate yourself that much when you're, you know, just an email. And then secondary is the calls. So like I can pick up a phone call and I can, in my world, you know, in sales in general, right? Like you're doing a cold call. You have two minutes, maybe even 30 seconds to try to convince them to stay on the call with you a little bit longer. So like going back to me being able to educate you or at least confidence in my voice that I know what I'm talking about, that that will keep you a little bit longer. And then what I really want to do is I want to get 15 minutes with you. And like from day one, that's what it was. Like, I just need 15 minutes to sit down and talk with you. Like, I want you to turn off everything and I want you to literally just talk to me for 15 minutes. Now, that is a very tough thing to do, especially in the MSP world, because MSPs basically, you know, get paid by their time. So for me to steal 15 minutes, I have to at least make the beginning of that, you know, palatable enough that you feel like you're going to get something out of that. Because in my world, like MSPs, they are getting paid by their time. So for me to take 15 minutes or what ends up being a half hour, 45 minutes or whatever, a call, like that better come with some decent amount of whatever because they're spending that time with you. So like all I'm looking in the beginning to do is first off, set up that time. That 15 minutes is gonna be more than enough for us to figure out whether you know we can work together, whether there's actually something there or not. But I think at the end of the day that, you have to get that conversation. However, you get to that point really comes down to resources. And so talk to me about a little bit about the conversations and how you prepare for them. Because mm. once somebody, it's easy to call, it's easy to call up somebody and say, you know, I'd love five minutes of your time. Yep. Um, and, you know, if they set an appointment, obviously mm -hmm. you yep. talk to me later, but what if yep. they talk to you right now? Hey, I got 15 minutes. What? Yep. So you're, you're always prepared for that inevitability yep. that you're going to. Yeah. And you're educate you you like we talked about education in the sales process. So mm -hmm. so I'd like to to hear a little bit about you know how you do it once you get them on the phone. So it starts off with you know so Sandler has an actual cold call process um, which they'll break out for you you know sort of each you can think about it block of you know that one minute or whatever that you have there. Now, one of them is what they call a pattern interrupt, which is basically something different than, you know, hello, Mr. Brooks, my name is John Fazio. I'm calling from Zorus. Can I get five minutes of your time? Like right, right off the bat, you know, you've already lost it with me. So some sort of pattern interrupt there, which for me, it's really just picking up the phone and, you know, I have enough confidence in that 
I'm not worried about what happens on the other end, whether they, you know, scream, yell at me, hang up, or we actually have a conversation. Like either way, I'm perfectly fine with it. So like when I can pick up the phone, you're going to hear my voice as in if I'm talking to, you know, you, you know, like that's how I, that's my pattern interrupt, which is I sound like I'm supposed to be calling you in the first place. The secondary thing is asking questions. So you have to get them involved somehow. And typically what I'll do is I'll ask them about maybe a competitor. So like, kind of going back to what the heck is Zorus. So we're a we're basically an I, a channel only IT vendor sort of like Datto, but we're concentrating on the security side of things. So we have a security product called Archon which is different than say Webroot or Cisco Umbrella where they're utilizing DNS. We're utilizing a proxy. So you have different technology there. So I may ask the question in the beginning of are you familiar with Webroot Cisco Umbrella are you familiar with DNS? Because now the reason why I'm asking that question is I need to figure out right off the bat if there's a reason for us to talk. Because if you say yes to that question, yes, I understand, you know, I know, I know WebRoot, I know Cisco Umbrella, I know DNS. Right there, I can, I can figure out that there's some pain there because I can give you a more granular security product. I can give you a product that you can do more stuff with than you have. So my first question is typically that. Are you familiar with WebRoot, Cisco Umbrella? Yes. So we're different in a sense that we're utilizing proxy version, you know, as compared to DNS. So then is that few seconds of, you know, where does that education come from? So then I'll typically come back with the difference between those two is that DNS stops at the .com, which means that you can block or allow a site. What we do is actually we can see past the .com. So I can block or allow portions of sites. I can see better security because I'm not just stopping at that .com. Like I'm seeing everything on that page. So like maybe, you know, years ago, just having DNS is great. Today, people are getting more malicious. So they're hiding stuff behind ads. Like you may have a perfectly fine website. Maybe it's a font, you know, you're downloading, marketing is downloading a font, right? And there's like 12 different download buttons and they accidentally hit the wrong download button. Like just something simple as that. If you don't have something that's checking all of that, you're missing that. So all I have to do is figure out very quickly whether there is an opportunity there to show you something different. And then my whole point is, you know, Maybe they want to know a little bit about the company. I'll bring up the fact that we all came from Datto. Um, are you familiar with that? Because I want the trust to be that I understand the channel, I understand your job, and I'm here as a, a resource to help you. It's very hard to get that in you know two three minutes of a cold call, but that's the art of sales. You know, sales is not something that everybody can do. It's something that may possibly be something you have to learn. <laughs> yeah. And there's, uh, yeah, there's some people just can't do it no matter how much they learn. It. So <laughs> some, and I don't say that to be um, smart or, or, or it's just some, it's just not natural for some people, Yeah, you know, and, and if it's not natural for you, and that's the problem with, I think, IT providers who are in the situation, you know, if you're an MSP who's just starting your business or you're not ready to hire that salesperson, you got to be out there selling. So you, you've got to figure out how to do it in some way or another, right? Yeah. So with, you know, it, with that point, and one of the biggest things that I took away from my time at Sandler was personality styles. And they utilize DISC and there's a, you know, a bunch of different other personality styles, things that you can learn out there. But learning something like the DISC personality style, you know, it made me understand people more than anything ever has. And it, 
also makes me understand that somebody on maybe one side of the coin may not have the skills that are on the other side of that coin. And like very quickly, the way that disc is set up is, you know, visually you have sort of this square and you have these personality styles around it. But so one personality style on one side of the square, if you think about the opposite personality style, on the opposite loses what that other you know personality style does. So what I see with MSPs is MSPs are very typically very smart people. You know, they're, you know, they're the kind of the engineers, the, the ones that are, you know, very savvy when it comes to computers and engineering and like taking those kind of things. And then on the opposite side of that, where it comes to disk, it's difference between a, um, a C and an I. Basically, the I is the more like outgoing type. But they don't have that kind of, you know, in their mind, that engineering mind that, you know, maybe the MSP does. So like right. understanding two things. One, you may have to adjust your personality style in order to deal with sales because in sales, you're adjusting yourself constantly. So you can't think about it as a computer because a person is not a computer. Well, in a sense, you're trying to figure them out the same way, but everybody's different. So, you know, you can look at it the same way as in here's a problem that I have to figure out, but you're doing it in emotions, you know, all that kind of stuff. The other side about that is understanding that you're just not a good salesperson, as you said. So like if you are constantly hitting the ball or, you know, hitting the wall and saying that for some reason, I'm not connecting with them. Like I go in there, I tell them how great everything is. I go through all the details of it. Like I think that my presentation is stellar, but I walk away and they don't connect with me for some reason. You may want to bring in somebody that just has that personality style that can easily connect with them. Or you may want to look at somebody that can, you know, adjust themselves for that. But what I'm saying is at the end of the day, like sales in my mind is a completely different job than manager, than CEO of a company, than, you know, engineer. Sales is conversation. It's emotions. It's connecting. Like it's a different animal than what you may already be. I don't know. May already the reasons why you have your job in the first place or your company or whatever. Right. And yeah, I, I mean, my biggest advice, I get my best advice, and I'm sure you'd, you'd agree with this, is if you're an MSP and you don't have a salesperson, you can't afford to get a salesperson, go put yourself into Sandler training. It's great. Yeah. Great training. And and the more you do it, the better you're going to get at it. I, I think, you know, if you get that training, even if you're just not comfortable with it or you're, you're, you're just not a natural at it, you can't you can fake it until you make it. Until and maybe making it means just being able to hire a salesperson you know, <laughs> fake it until you get to that point where you can. And that's fine. Um, but you nailed it. You know, really, I think that the key to sales is just being conversational, being curious, being conversational. And, and by conversational, I think it's important that you're not necessarily the one talking, mm -hmm. right? Like conversational means just as much listening, asking great questions, listening as it does being able to conversate. Yeah, we say 70, 30. So 70% of the time you're supposed to be listening to what they you know, are telling you and 30% of the time you're supposed to be talking. Now, even from doing a demonstration, so the demo is supposed to be, you know, me presenting to you or whatever. But in the beginning of the, the demo, like, I just want to talk to you. Like, I just want to figure out what you're doing, you know, how the current security company that you're using has been working for you. I mean, I don't want to just jump into presenting because, you know, it shouldn't just be that kind of vanilla demo. Like, I, I would hate to... You know, at that point in time, I could just send you a video. It's like, if I want to sit down with you and have a conversation with you, that's what it is. Like, this is the time that we can talk about what's going on with you and to see whether I can possibly help you out with, you know, not only getting a better product, but at the end of the day, building your company, making a better margin, like maybe even possibly giving out features or services you didn't think before. Right. 
it's good stuff. I could talk to you all day about this. We're <laughs> have to do again. Yeah, you're like, do you want to be on the show? I was like, yeah, we could talk for hours about sales. I know, I know, I know. And, and <laughs> I love talking about this stuff. And uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask you to, you know, we usually wrap it about 30 minutes. Yeah, get people back to work. But cool. we're definitely gonna do a part two. I'm gonna end the show and then we'll schedule something for yeah. for another one because this is. You know, I mean, when two bald guys get together that happen to have facial hair, it just magic happens. It's true. It's true. There should be more, more balded beard guys on, uh, what are we on? StreamYard. StreamYard. Yeah. We're, well, we're on, technically we're on Facebook and, okay. and YouTube, but we're using StreamYard, which is uh, uh, just a great tool. It's, uh, it's, the, it's the one live streaming platform that I rarely have bandwidth problems with it's great so highly recommend it to folks you know resources they're saying like it's it's a cheap and easy way for you to get your face out there and to get in front of people and i think this is great uh, you know i would i would absolutely love to come back and you know anything else i can, I can help you guys out with this show anybody that's putting out content i love i mean just for the fact that you're doing something and putting it out there and like the consistency of it is the biggest problem with anything which is like i want to do a podcast or you know i want to do a video series like that's great but make sure that you're planning on doing it every single week for at least six to months to a year and then you know you can go back and see what you did. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I, I, to be honest, I mean, my, my philosophy on this, I've been doing content for years and I love the idea of, and that's, we were talking about that before the show too. It's validating to have somebody else in the sales role who, who comes to it from an educational standpoint that mm -hmm. I think that is the most important way to sell. Yeah. I think MSPs are poised for amazing success by getting out there and just teaching that's how I sell, you know, communicating with people, picking up the phone, call, cold calling and to get people into your a conversation so that you can help it. Yep. teach them something is, is a powerful uh, way to do it. I've always done it that way from all my years of, of doing this. Um, and, and it's, you know, once the content is out there, it, it is out there forever. But man, there's a it's a moving parade. You know, new stuff comes in so quickly that that don't worry about what it what it looks like. Just do it. Yeah, you just know. put it out there. You know, get put your voice out there. Because when when I did this, so so let's let me let, just from a a uh, results perspective, I want to give some inside baseball. Is I I set this up yesterday. I set up the the live, and then I promoted it today. Hmm. And after I promoted it, within an hour till up till now, I haven't checked my email in about a half an hour. We've got like a bunch of new trial members today. There's that's no accident. Yeah. You know, it's because I put something out there regularly and someone today was reminded, oh, yeah, I want to try that audit system yeah. out. And somebody may watch this and, and say the same thing later. Right. And same thing with your company, Zorus. They're going to go, wow, I, I've never heard of them. Let me go check them out. This guy, John guy sounds like he knows what he's talking about. Let me check him out. And, and act, activity, a constant activity equals results. Yeah. So with that said, tell everybody how they can. um Get in touch with you. Get in touch with Zorus. Hear you uh, yeah. the uh, <laughs> The website is zoristech.com. Um, 203-663-3960 is my number, you know, my direct number. Um, so yeah, call the sales line, call me, you know, basically what we really want to do is, is that educate. So we just want to take 15, 20 minutes to show you something different as far as technology is concerned. I mean, we understand that 
you know, most of the MSPs that we talk to are already using something. So it's not like we're introducing something brand new to you, but we're giving you an alternative to what you currently have, which sometimes is tough for people to, you know, kind of walk away from relationships that they've had for a long time. But I think if you really think about it, that relationship may not have been as, you know, give and take as you thought before. So that's what we're here for. I mean, I, you know, I want an opportunity and, and you'll see more of us in the next few months. And again, having the opportunity to have Ian on board, um, opens up resources that we've never had before. So you'll see more of Zorus in the next, you know, three to six months, next few years. And we are looking to grow as much as we can. And anything that we can do as far as helping out too. I mean, again, we're, we're very channel centric and we know that MSPs are doing stuff like this, putting out content. So if you need anything or if you want guests on there or whatever it is, you know, again, I love the fact that there's people that are trying to help other people. And, you know, that's what we're trying to do, too, you know, not only with our product, but with the company. And then as far as I'm concerned, you can go to johnfazziojr.com and you can check out my album and all the other stuff that I have going on in my life, um, which there's going to be more in the next, uh, you know, month. Um, so, yeah, I'm a, I'm a juggler, man. I got stuff in the air all the time. <laughs> yeah, John's a great performer. You definitely should check out his his music. Um, I can't wait to get back out into the bars and come hang out and just listen to you sing again, man. Yeah, yeah, me too. I mean, you know, we're, we're I've been doing stuff outside, and um, I don't know what they just did recently. I think there was something in the state that was rolled back or rolled forward. I don't know, but anyway, I know there's people that are trying to push it, and you know, I'll I'll play anytime, anywhere. So the the music community is still going pretty strong, um, and you know, if you guys are out there, keep going strong because we're not going anywhere. Awesome. Well, thanks for uh, coming on, John. Thanks for tuning yeah, in, everybody. Time. Please. Uh, Post a comment, ask a question, even after the show's over, you can you can publish your comment the next on one. Facebook, on YouTube. Let us know what you think and, and ask some questions and we'll bring John back on. Sounds good.